presence to all growing beings. This is an intro to a conversation with a being named Anthony, body worker, sensual, beautiful man that I first met walking along Lakeside where he was learning how to play a spaceship shaped instrument with a lady who was showing him how to tune himself into this instrument. I said hi to him for the first time and goodbye. And then out of nowhere he arrived up at the yoga forest where I was living and sharing. Maybe this was around July last year, 2021. And he arrived looking a little bit shook. Coming to retreat at the yoga forest. And I shared breakfast with him under the table. <laughs> and I boldly asked him to join me on the podcast to talk bodywork and boundaries and how to be in sexual creative healing energy with your client and creating boundaries and opening communication and allowing that infinite flow of consciousness to be available in that space for to come true you as the body worker and for the client receiving the healing the movement remembering the breath remembering the alignment of their body and becoming aware of the block stories and patterns within their body and being Jasmine is currently listening and editing the episode currently having lots of giggles and playfully mentioning how sensual and slow he's speaking and how it feels like he's realigning you as he's speaking which reminds me of how slow and present and beautiful this man is this is the last episode in the in the filing cabinet from Guatemala well maybe there's two more potential ones that might come out when edited however this could be one of the last ones from our 2021 journey and I'm really really grateful to be sharing it now coming into the summer here in Ireland where sensuality is alive and healing is alive and sexuality is alive and creativity is alive and we have healing hands healing words we are resonant musical instruments www.spinfrequency.com that was a very super valuey jingle. Jump onto the website. Support the podcast. 
copy and paste an episode to a friend that will open their hearts click on the donate button support this community financially with what you feel you would like to give it will be beautifully received and invested in unconditional love and in creativity we're currently parked up a couple of minutes left in the dryer drying our our bed sheets and our clothes before we drive now from County Mayo up to Dublin and park up and set up for two podcast episodes tomorrow with Ross and with Connor Connor from the Grounded Way podcast and Ross a beautiful being who I met on the front door of Happy Pear Cafe really emotionally intelligent aware alive being who I'm so glad to be journeying into the heart with tomorrow and recording it and seeing what comes up and sharing it with you the listener the lover the beer the seer the listener Enjoy this beautiful episode with myself and Anthony in a beautiful, vulnerable heart space, realigning our bodies live. Breathe in, breathe out. Be aware and be available for the alignments in your body. You are love. So here we have... A man with some cacao on his beard named Anthony. Shit, you got you got that? <laughs> Those noises on the recording. So Anthony, at the beginning I'm gonna share that let's make this a conversation. Um we let go of any interviewing kind of things so we can connect. Great, let's do that. So who are you? Where did you come from? So I um, was raised, I was born and raised, I was born in Chicago and I was raised in the suburbs of Chicago, 45 minutes north towards uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And uh, I'm one of five kids, I'm the middle child. And uh, yeah. I grew up in uh, an affluent um, neighborhood, um, which is relevant because we are kind of products of our environment, and and that's one of the points I wanted to talk about uh, relating to to body work, is the role of our environment on who we are as people and how we see the world. So as your body shifted, as you have shifted and realigned and woke up areas of your body? Yeah, most definitely. Um, I uh, grew up playing sports, but I was never really taught um, how to how to move my body, which sounds silly because it's like sports you're running around you're moving about um but no one taught me 
uh, about the muscles of my body, about the structures and how to access those or why it might be important to access those or how, you know, I could move in a more cohesive, fluid way, which is so important in athletics. <laughs> I promise don't laugh at you. <laughs> you know, like you would think that a gym teacher um, would teach you that, like, that's what, you know, gym class is to learn how to gymnastics or how to move the body. Uh, but we're kind of told to, like, you know, run fast, but, like, you know, not, you know, the appropriate form. But I think that's because they were never taught, you know, it's like we were, we were told to sit in class, but how, how do I sit in class? Well, you sit up straight, but how do I sit up straight? What's the feeling of sitting up straight, and how do I kind of activate or invoke these um, deeper structures of the body to bring me upright in gravity? Yeah, that, that's coming into what you spoke about before. Well, what I spoke about before that I tuned into through being around you in the responding in the responsive nature of connection. So by allowing a space, for example, going into the water a few minutes ago, I went in slower this time. I didn't go straight in, and my body can only just then react in some ways. I slowly went in and allowed each part of my body to respond to the opening of the water touching me. And when I asked you to come for, to connect on this podcast, I stayed with your eyes very slowly with every word, and it felt like you responded to me. And we're like, yeah. And you fired up. Your body actually ignited in response to the question. Where I've often, maybe before, said it, like, spun into it really fast. And the person has reacted yes or no. Mm -hmm. um, and speaking in felt sense now, I can feel the fire of my sacrum. Like, because my fire is coming and I'm sharing it, I feel like it's intense. I want to now bring it down into the legs. So how would you guide someone into, in their connecting with other people? How do they bring? How do I bring my energy down from my sacrum into the ground, into the into mm. the legs? Wow. Okay. Good question. I wasn't expecting that, and uh, here we are. Uh, I would. I would ask them to see if they could relax their stomach and let it be like a, a Buddha's belly and while keeping the stomach relaxed if it's possible to just slightly lift the sternum even more and then I would see if they could reach their knees um, down and away from them kind of wrapping the sacrum and even maybe activating the glutes and contracting them. I would see if they would just slightly move their toes, just ever so slightly, a uh, micro movement. I would ask them to point their feet like uh, a ballerina 
ever so gently. And then maybe reach through their heel. See if they could grow their, their Achilles tendon or their heel ever so slightly. All the while, the abdomen is soft, relaxed, and ebbing and flowing with the breath. amazing I could I can feel the tension out of my testes just pouring out into the bowl mm. whether it be the bowl or whether it be roots but something underneath that releases my testes from tension the big one there was the allowing my belly to be relaxed so not tensing and holding in my belly button to my core nor letting it just like like be slouched but just like allowing it to be soft and being aware of it and this is a key cue a key uh, exploration because we have this rectus abdominis the six pack muscles that everyone knows like if you have a strong core well you have a six pack and that's not true. Um, we have a lot more going on with our core than those superficial um, muscles that everyone knows about. Uh, more importantly, uh, it's hard to say that any part of the body is more important than another part, but having a... Um, a transverse abdominus that is uh, able to be adaptable and um, activate uh, so you can move fluidly and then deep underneath all of that underneath our intestines our organs we have the iliopsoas complex which now that we can really feel into when we keep our rectus abdominis soft and we reach our sitting bones down into the ground and when we reach our sitting bones down with that lifts our chest and it um, and actually the the psoas is, is lengthening. It's not so much a contraction. Like you think of a muscle, like a biceps, and you want to flex your bicep, you contract it. But it's like this length. The muscle's getting longer um, rather than sh shorter. My body responds to your words. 
and I feel safe. Which is beautiful. Thank you. And the next question I'm going to go into, and I'll probably bounce into this myself as well, is in offering body work, how do you provide safe spaces for those you offer your your work to? Hmm. That's a really good question, and also I want to say that I feel safe talking in front of you. So I think that really lends to, you know, you feeling safe. I, ha, if I'm not feeling safe, my words are going to reflect that. But um, I think that's an area I have a lot I can improve on in terms of... Um, really uh, really informing the client that the session is it's their session and they're going to to a certain extent dictate the amount of pressure used the speed that I'm working at um, and whether or not any touch takes place at all because the body is not like a, a soft machine it's a it's an amazingly beautiful technology but even that is kind of framing it in a way that I don't think is correct because it's how teachers have explained it to me is a, a unfolding it's like this uh, always evolving kind of it's a it's a it's a process and it can't it can be rushed but when it's rushed it it can't be rushed because when it's rushed it other patterns or there's other issues that arise from just ru rushing the process it's, it's easy to forget that how have you navigated being open to your entire being with others with their bodies and attachment either that being from them or from you. Mm. Well, I think I don't, what I struggle with more is my mind being open and honest with what's going on in my mind. Because when I see the body, when I, when we talk about the mind, the body, the emotional body, emotions, uh, the spirit, we're talking about, you know, it's just layers on top of the same thing. It's, it's, it's really, it's the same thing, but I have insecurities and 
uh, I'm self-conscious about my body, but I would say I have a lot more with my mind and my emotions that I don't share. And I feel like not sharing that those aspects um, makes it harder for other people to share those aspects or be comfortable in their body because like the the thing is it's judgment why we don't want to be judged right so when people are like self-conscious about like their body it's like um it's like why for what um instead of like being self-conscious for their like thoughts or their mind like your thoughts and your mind aren't really yours in a sense and maybe that's the same with your body as much as it is like you are you are sovereign and you have control over what you want to do with your body and you always have the right to that autonomy to be separate and distance from another um, it's just this this thing that we have for as long as we're breathing and it's just this represent, representation of like our like light being miss we also call it like a flesh suit it's almost like you know for other people and the way they see our body is more of like how they see themselves probably right this is just like coming out but you know, if they want to sexualize my body, like, they're the ones doing it. It's like, they're kind of sexualizing themselves. But we are sexual beings, but like, overly sexualizing. Or if you want to be overly critical, if you want to say like, this is what's wrong. Or like, you know, it's like, that's a reflection of like, their very critical with themselves probably have you navigated a scenario um, where you found yourself aligned and attracted with somebody that came in with the realm of body work and you ended up desiring each other or one of you had desired one of you and you wanted to journey in other ways, mm. whether that be fornicating or mm. going on a date or mm. how, how, whatever pops into your awareness now. How, how, how did you navigate that? Yeah, well, I mean, when I was in school learning body work and the type of body work is uh, structural integration, work with the, the connective tissue and the fascia. But it's much more than that, you know, it's, it's work with the whole being. Anyways, yeah, there was a, another student 
who we weren't in the same class we traded work we ended up um yeah fornicating and anyways there was another instance where I was doing body work on a friend more of like a romantic interest we had been intimate once before and I think it did bleed into the sessions I, I was still in school at the time and um and yeah, after one of the sessions, you know, it kind of blurred from the session was over and now like we were hanging out as friends, but you know, and then I leaned in to kiss the person and they were like, they pulled away and that was that. And I felt pretty... Um, unprofessional I, I felt pretty uh, like I, I didn't respect the, the sanctity the specialness of the work and I didn't kind of hold that safe space um, I was still in school you know we make mistakes uh, no one was harmed but I do think it takes away from the work because like when you have these boundaries and they're in place, it's like that is the fertile ground for like transformation. And when you don't have to protect yourself in the back of your mind, when you don't have to have these boundaries up because the boundaries are there and they're established and they're, they're clear. So that was a good learning lesson. And, um, And I think it pops up every once in a while, depending on who you're working on and if it's in a, you know, professional setting or more of like, you know, casual, like uh, just offering. Um, and it's hard to tell sometimes if it's the mind, you know, it, like, um, and then there is like Sometimes you are attracted to the person, but it doesn't have to take away from the work, you know. Can you be um, attracted to them? We'll say, for example, to a female. Right. Um, same age as you, you're attracted to her. Yeah. And you go into it being aware already that there's parts of your body that are activating and you're like, mm, you're feeling a bit of desire. Do you have the ability to vocalize that you're feeling that way yet you still want to offer a safe space and boundaries so they know that you are you've got that mm. and yet you want to create a space that it is for the body work and that part of you that is in any desire that that won't affect it but you're aware of it is that vulnerability um, um nourishing for you yeah, I think um, that's a vulnerability that I'm working on outside of even this context that I still have a lot of work to be done. Um, I think when you can't control where the energy is going in your body, it's a good, uh, I think it's good to just stop the session or 
to maybe explore that vulnerability and still try to offer that. I always try to come back into my myself. Uh, it's one of the principles is like we first have to keep presence in my ourselves and you keep more focus, more attention on yourself than the person you are working on because you need to like harness your energy, like um, inhabit your vessel before we can, you know, facilitate, invoke um, a, uh, you know, bodily exploration type healing in another. So I just try to feel my feet on the floor, you know, come into my back space a little bit, um, come back to the breath. And, you know, I, so I'll, I'll hum. Or I'll just make noises. And it's kind of, some people think it's a little strange. And I let them know, I'm just trying to stay out of my head space. And I'm just trying to, you know, let the session flow and kind of be present with what's going on inside. And I express that through noises. And... Um, sometimes the noise has to do with what I'm feeling in the other person's body, but it's very much just like not intellectualized. It just comes out and it becomes a part of the session and it's how I like to work. And I feel like the, it, the work comes out better. Expression. That that's the, that's a big one that I've been dancing into. And I think that provides so much nurture for us in making all sorts of different noises or expressions or crying or laughing or whatever the it releases the pressure and it also releases the mind because the mind starts to think then it's playful and then the mind starts being playful with you and softens them um which is really nice i i i, I speak in pride if i'm in good form i speak about 50 voices in the day if i'm not in good form i probably have a similar voice all day mm. so if i'm allowing myself to express and journey with people all day and myself see, see, I'm probably see. making noises see. because I'm blending with people and I'm coming in so Claro. even being aware of with my food this morning is like when I had the fruit eat for, eating first I was like whew, let's let go of the nearly the fruit journey and go into the bean journey and mm. something a lady told me here last week Emily was 90 seconds is all it takes to release an emotion that you experience so sometimes we may need 90 seconds to to release into something and maybe we're fully ready and body then again for the next mm -hmm. part of the body or the next bit of food or the whatever it is mm. and I, the reason why I'm really interested in this because I see a big mirror in you because you've gone to this journey of body work and I've been journeying in my own body and with others without any sort of um, certificate or structure or being called a body work but journeying with the body with nature myself with people and I feel that I had up to a couple of days ago blocked my sacrum to protect women so instead of so I could hold a space for women to hear them and support them and support them how I can with my heart mm. and allow, allow them to be heard I picked up by accident maybe not by accident it was probably on purpose to not be activated in my sacrum so I wouldn't desire them and they wouldn't feel that then and then they could feel safer. 
And I also did it to support my partnership with my lover so I wouldn't be feeling that with other women because she knew that I would be with lots of other women supporting them because that's just what I do. I connect to a lot of people. It's who you, it's who you are. Who I, and I couldn't be with her and not do that. So she, the, what resulted was me blocking this mm. to be able to connect to all the women but not be sexual with anyone. So it was maybe, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I'm inquiring, was it like a disembodied space almost like did you keep a presence in you know an awareness there or did you like completely block off um was it a blank space i think it's got the energy of a righteousness yeah yeah, and, yeah, I th- yeah. and i think it's a something that you tap into for a minute and you forget about and then it just happens and you no longer get activated and it just happens it's a strong emotion and you, it's not released or it's not let go of and it just gets trapped. And whether that's a, an entity that jumps in there or whether that's just a blockage of energy or whether it's a story or it connects to a trauma yeah. or whatever it treads to, I definitely have got into the roots of it in the last week and a half. And that came from me sitting with a woman who actually looked very similar to my lover. Yeah. And I was sitting with her and we were just talking about, she was talking about her throat being quite blocked and we were just speaking and sharing and accessing this very, I, I'm sure you know this space of when you close your eyes and everything becomes very, you become very small and everything else becomes very big. And it's very trippy. Mm. And it feels like like multiversal space. It's like the higher octaves, the third dimension. It's like you can access anywhere in any moment with every breath. And I was feeling it and boom, my sacrum activated. And I had a boner. I felt like a juicy flow. I like how you said that. Oh yeah, a boner. A boner. Yeah, yeah. I had a boner. <laughs> I had. I have a boner. <laughs> right now. <laughs> no, not yet. If it did happen, I'll not tell you. Yet. Yeah, and I want to be able to communicate that. And yeah. That's probably going to link into what I'm going to say next. But that bowl activated. But in turn, my roots activated, and I hadn't been feeling that. Mm. And when I'm in my roots, I feel like I'm hovering. Mm. I feel like I'm. I'm in this. The upright position no longer feels stiff. It feels like I have a web underneath me. And it's like coming up here like this. And I'm like, whoa, it's like this warmy goo. And a bit of fear came in. I was like, am I kind of holding space for this girl now? And I'm on a boner. This is wrong. Religion coming in. Boom. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay, get it out quickly. I may not have spoke very slow that time. But I was like, lady in question, I feel a sexual expansion in my sacrum. I don't know if I desire you or not. All I know is that I feel this right now. Is it safe for me to feel this right now? I don't need to touch you, but I... Is it okay for me to journey into what's going on here because I feel I have a block? And she was like, of course. She was like, that amazing, of course. She said, I, I love supporting people to access their sexual energy. I mm. like, okay. And then the fear came in. Am I dishonoring my lover? Mm. So then I was like, okay, I have a lover. And I love her very, very deeply. Mm. And I haven't been in this space with anyone else in, a, in over a year. And I said, I don't know what this is. And I feel like we're both supporting each other right now. And she's like, yeah, I agree. So I sat in it a bit longer. And I was like, I have a desire now to touch you. And she's like, okay. I was like, can I give you a hug? And she's like, yeah. So mm. I gave her a hug. 
very on the top shoulders of the body and the upper parts. I didn't go into like maybe more of a breastal area or anything like that. Kept it like high, a which breastal I breastal area. area. <laughs> Just kept it like bueno. where I could like touch, Mate, where it felt safe, where it felt for safe, you and, and her. for her. And she, I was like, "Do you feel safe?" She said, "Yes." And what came up? My cousin, who I had sexual experiences with as a child, uh-huh. that I was maybe seven or eight, and she was maybe eleven. Yeah. That we brought the sexual playful energy into a fornicatory space. Yeah. We didn't know that sexual expression was just a way that we could express with family, yeah. your mom, your dad, with anyone. Uh-huh. Were we picking up psychically on the wrongness of it? And we did it and a bit of, there was secrecy then. No, no, neither of us ever talked about it again. Yeah. What, even though our parents probably knew about it, but they never spoke. Uh-huh. Because they were probably, something in them was too afraid to go in. Yeah. So I said this to the lady in question. And what I realized, mm. all I wanted to be was held. All I wanted to do was hold this girl. I had no interest in fornicating with this woman. Mm. I had no interest in being animalistic with her and biting her or like grabbing her and like getting into that animalistic sexual space that's only one of them of course there's lots of different sexual spaces yeah yeah yeah. but this one was a holding this was Mm. holding this person was coming up as my cousin yeah and she was allowing herself to be that for me and she was allowing me to support her and whatever was coming up for her and other things come up for her but that's not needed for this talk right now yeah and we got to that through me speaking in the unknown of, I didn't know whether I wanted to fornicate with her yeah. or desire her but I spoke it anyways Yeah, and I feel that was so empowering for me and that led to an unfolding of events that have gone to the pubic bone that have gone to the solar plex and nearly everyone I meet now over the last few days are teaching me they're sharing me it's come to you now uh-huh. a man doing body work offering me body work halfway through this podcast and speaking after mm. so we can speak this mm. share this with other people mm-hmm. go to a men's circle speak about this kind of thing that I think men maybe I want to meet the men who are talking about this how do we hold space for women how do we be in conscious connections with women mm. and still be able to connect to other women and hold integrity mm. like that's like that's yeah, freeing man. like how do we create that it's not it's it's yeah we need more people talking about it um like you um actually just i can't even just last night i was with a friend of mine who i've done one session of body work on and she's about my age a little older and there there's a little bit of attraction between us uh she's definitely voiced it a couple times and the session we did was very you know it was good work she reported that um she was experiencing lots of pain and afterwards uh she felt much better and we were just hanging out as friends and i definitely felt this um i don't know if it was expectation or kind of just this this uh wanting to connect on a um, physical level from her and you know we didn't i ended up doing like 10 15 minutes of body work like neck work on her and left and i wish i would have been a little bit more direct just like 
Shiva-like, and where Shiva is the observer, he takes it all in, and he can hold that, that intensity of just stating the obvious, like, I'm feeling like you might want to connect physically, like, am I picking up, is that correct? You know, just like naming the elephant in the room, I feel like that is really holding the space, it's just presence, and really what I did instead was I kind of beat around the bush and kind of deflected rather than just being like, hey, you know, I'm not in a space to connect physically, um, sexually, uh, you know, for, for whatever reason, you know, instead of, because I could have been like, you know, well, you're a client, like I've done body work on you, it's not appropriate, but really, it was, I just wasn't in a, more than that, um, which is true, but more than that, it's just I w didn't want to. Um, but I didn't say that for whatever, whether it's people pleasing, not wanting to hurt the other person's feelings, yada, yada, yada. There's all these, all this mental um, blah, blah, blah. Excuse me for interrupting. Also true, a series of events over the last week or two. <laughs> I actually ended up having the connection with a, gu a guy that w works here and the most unlikely person I, I ended up having this connection with about me blaming others for how I feel. And it was a righteousness that I picked up along the way again of realizing I'm empathetic and that I feel what others are feeling. But reacting or responding to a feeling in my body that it must be someone else before that it's myself. And I let that go entirely and I did and I do. I want to navigate now and I feel this will support people to respond, not to react. For example, I feel that I'm being desired right now. Is that true? Is, are you desiring me right now? I feel that creates them. It's you're not putting it on them. Then it's on. It's you. I'm feeling desired. Is that me, or is there something else going on here? And I have been in a place in the last year or two of of asking people, like maybe again, busy being around them, like maybe like hinting, "Are you feeling this way?" or "Do you have pain in your lower back?" or these kind of things and I don't think it's it's as clean or as present or as um, loving maybe I, I've journeyed to now when I can look at someone and die and be like I've got a pain in my back right now I don't know what's going on do you know anything about it or is there anything you can support me with or, what do you mean like a pain in the back like, like I might have a stabbing pain when I'm with my mom for example yeah. I often get a fucking stab and clinching pain in my back yeah. it feels like kidneys clinching fear huh. and I feel that I would be in. I often only feel that when I'm with her. Yeah. So am I in fear just because I'm in fear, or am I picking up on her fear? Because we're resonant beings. We, of course, when we're healing with someone or supporting someone, in some way we're holding space. I feel, if I'm holding space for someone, I'm allowing their field to run through mine, and I'm being a clean vessel. So if my, if I need to get a boner or activate my sacrum or my heart or anything, I'm just allowing it through and not attaching to it. 
so they can cleanse their body mm. so they can actually then let that go themselves so if I hold it maybe I'm not allowing them to actually let it go so I'm being a clean vessel for them to clear theirs so if I'm attaching or thinking when they get down into their sacrum and being like mm, I'd like a bit of that juice maybe I've just got in the way of them actually whew, cleaning or I'm not perfect I'm not just a body worker I'm also so many things I can jump into one of them and be like I'm feeling this right now mm. and not being afraid of being unprofessional I suppose because maybe in a fear of being unprofessional we won't actually be honest because our reputation might get affected then mm. but that authenticity I feel if, if I had a body worker that told me that truth I'd want to be going to them for ages after and I'd be telling people about them mm. an authentic body worker that would share that kind of communication I think that's powerful Mm. and I've experienced that with people holding that authentic space and that's what's allowed me to be feel safe to open up to more of who I am and let go of any tension or holding I have in me you say um yeah uh i encourage you to stay in that space of experiencing um in that embodied kind of just observing sensation and uh try to stay out of the head that is what I try to do when I receive a session is I very much want to be internal and I feel an immense amount of peace just like um and I I try to not get pulled out into any which direction or you know I, I try not to make eye contact with people I try to like just milk the session for a couple hours or whatever because eventually we go back to our busy bee kind of mentality or just the conceptualization of what's going on around us rather than like the sensation awareness within it's just very challenging to keep for me anyways that was really beautiful and really safe and as a man, I'm, 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 gonna, I'm a man, and I'm receiving bodywork from a man akin to myself, similar um, space, and to be held by you like that makes me feel safe to hold others, mm. because you're making me feel safe so I can be safe with others. So now I can automatically feel safe for man to support nature. Mm. So that's big for me because I'm in that world with nature and I'm in that world with woman, which is mm. the same. And it's really vulnerable 
opening up my love with another being to whatever she chooses and trusting her integrity and trusting her to communicate and to support me and on that possible day when she chooses to journey with someone else if she does if I'm surrounded by men that I can communicate with and see it as maybe a possibility an opportunity that the one that I love will be journeying with someone another man or vice versa here in the yoga forest a woman comes in and I feel a connection to her and I bring her on a nature quest and I feel after there's things going on in her body that I just don't know how to support her yet but someone I know does then I can even go from the whole world of stopping those that I love away from men to protect them I can actually guide them Mm. to another man which is a whole other (laughs) realm of openness for me yeah thank you I mean for anyone to trust me first and foremost with their with their being um, for me to witness them and without their walls up is just I mean such an honor such a special happening and um I'm always so happy to to do what I love to do, which is like my medium is touch. Like it's my music. It's when I feel most human. And then, you know, to hear that someone who has uh, been in that space with me would feel safe and trusting another being with me is just like huge honor. And... um, I also noticed during that session that you held your space very well in terms of I didn't have to cue your breath. You have clearly already started this journey um, of exploration of your you know, physical vessel. So you stayed present with the sensation and I could tell you weren't in this mental space. And that's the hardest thing when I'm doing body work on someone, when I notice that they're not breathing, I know they're, if you're not breathing, you're in your mental space, you know? And it's like trying to pull someone out of that mental space and have them drop in into just sensation. Um, It's just really special when you don't have to do that and you can just, because then I'm just focusing on myself in terms of like me keeping that staying in that space of um, uh, observing the sensations the what I'm feeling and just because it's not easy for me to do let alone for me to do and then like try to like uh, you know watch someone else doing it or, you know you get what I'm saying I'm just rambling well it feels for me similar to bringing someone on a nature quest the moment I get into my mind thinking are they connecting to nature I'm no longer connecting to nature myself 
So for me, going on the journey from the beginning, with that person asking the question with the little piece of geometric paper I give them and says, all you need to bring is a question. They already have stated the question before they come. So it's their question, their journey, their nature. And if they want to choose an element they want to focus on, I'm just bringing them to the water. If I'm not going to disconnect from the water to connect them, mm. that, that doesn't work. That's not how it works. The more I go mm. in and let go of my fear or identity of not being enough or, as, as we maybe you mentioned, value of not being the value for the experience I'm offering. Yeah, that's the moment I I leave my elemental self and when yeah. I'm actually present. Interesting. So coming back from that quest, I don't have a, a attachment to what they need to experience to have an answer. I haven't told them they need an answer. It's just their quest. Hmm. And for me each quest I go on with somebody I receive more and more how nature is different for every single person everybody sees nature so differently I see different birds I see different trees I see different fallings I see different steps every time I journey with somebody else and it's another opportunity to connect and some people can exchange with you where they have something to offer you and it's just an even, you give, it's never even, but you can offer something and they can offer something. It's like body work for, for a yoga class, what, whatever. Mm -hmm. And maybe I can ask you the question, how do you navigate going into the energy of valuing yourself to say, I have a value of this much money for this experience oh man it's impossible <laughs> it's honestly impossible and it's the worst I don't know it's it's see this goes into my relationship with money which is layered and I'm still working through and yeah self-worth I say it's the it's impossible it's the worst part but I mean that's kind of an unhealthy view a lot of people would say it's the best part. I get to an energetic exchange for doing what I love. And, and yeah, I would love that. I am working towards that. But see, this was a beautiful experience because there was no expectation of receiving money. And it happened organically. And and it flowed and and I'm happy and you're happy and there was no exchange of dollars or Gonzalez but we live you know I just haven't figured it out so short <laughs> are you open to figuring it out in a way that it can still flow and it can still feel magic and you can still be of service and that person can still free their being with the support of your hands are you open to that I am open to that 100% and yeah so everything that that is all all of that that's 
preventing you from receiving, are you willing to uncreate and destroy it all? Yeah, yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pod and pock, all nine, shorts, boys, and beyonds. What else is possible? What would you like to create? Hmm. I have no idea. Create in one sentence. Around. So all that space that you've opened up now. Ah. You've, that's all gone. Yeah. That space is open. Yeah. What would you like to create? What reality do you want to create? Hmm. Tap into your imagination. And feel it. And speak it. When it's ready. I'd like to step into a reality where I'm able to practice and share what I love, while being supported Seen, appreciated, all the while staying balanced and Staying balanced and playful and full of wonder and excitement to learn more and Unwilling to hold a, um, a safe space and enter into a vulnerable state with, with others while meeting the intensity of this experience of life. willing to celebrate this coming into form yes enjoy
What's your name, Anthony? My name? Yeah. Atun. 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 So when I put the, up this episode onto Spin Frequency podcast on Spotify and all of those networks, I I will say, what will I, what what will I title this experience? Broadcast this to San Marcos and beyond. Um, the miraculous body worker tune. Maybe brotherly conversations around. The math masculine healings and feminine supportings. I don't know if that sounds. I'm going to write that down in the description and listen to the last 10 seconds or the last minute or two to write it down. That's the description. What song would you like to put at the beginning? What, what's your jam? What song? Yeah. That I'll find on Spotify. <coughs> I can put it at the beginning or the end. You know, there's this... There's this... Uh, singer songwriter that is leaving town and I've actually ran into her I know her as well I've seen her everywhere she's got short blonde hair yeah, to hear. yeah, oh. yeah. and yeah I've she's really helped me find my voice even though we haven't spoken at all just hearing her sing has inspired me to sing and uh I mean, I think a song by her would be great. Um, what would it take to receive a song by her and for her to potentially even sing it live um, with me? Um, so you've linked into the next thing, which will potentially be at the end of this podcast, but it, it might even be the start and end of every podcast, or it might be the next podcast. But I think you singing out this podcast is the way this goes, because she shared your voice, shared you with you your voice. So mm. now it's time for your voice. This is the tune. Venga nostro Oh, 
Thank you, Antonia Toon. <laughs>